Hi everyone, my name is Christopher Bruce. I'm here with Wynne Stallings. She's a licensed mental health counselor in Palm Beach Gardens and owner of Soul Spring Counseling. And we're gonna be talking today about a very timely topic. It's how to cope with this current crisis. Right now, as we're taping this, it's in the middle of the coronavirus crisis. Uh, the governor here in Florida just entered a statewide stay at home order. And Wynne and I are gonna be talking about how to deal with all this and how to make the most of it. It's a very, very interesting time. Um, and um, I thought Wynn would do a great job helping us um, explain how we might choose to, to look at it. I've had the pleasure of knowing Wynn for probably, gee, about six, seven, eight years uh, now. And uh, we're here in the same area. But Wynn, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice, and we'll get into this here. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, my name is Wynn Stallings. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. Um, I've been licensed since 2011. I've been a, in a therapist capacity since 1997. Um, I own Soul Spring Counseling and we're a group psychotherapy practice. There's four of us practitioners, all licensed, um, and we're in Palm Beach Gardens. So thanks for having us. Well, it's awesome to have uh, you and uh, your team through you on here. And I, we were talking a little bit before we started taping here, just how um, unique what's going on is. And really everybody in the world, quite frankly, is being affected by this at the same time. Um, I, just from what you and your team are seeing with uh, the clients uh, that you have um, and maybe yourselves, quite frankly, what are some of the biggest challenges that people are having right now dealing with all this? Well, in terms of the clients that we're seeing, um, the, some of the biggest challenges are just the day-to-day, -day, the constant day-to-day -day adjustments. So, um, am I going to, is my business going to get to stay open? Do I have to move into remote working? Um, I'm now remote working. My kids are running around. Um, I can't get anything done. Uh, my significant other is remote working. Now I have to teach. What's the next thing that's going to happen? So it's a constant stream of adjustments, um, that we don't know what's going to happen next. And then, um, beyond that, clearly there's, incredible fear um, that people are experiencing um, and adjustment issues. Um, I mean, even, for, you know, we're not in our area in Florida, we really haven't been touched by the actual virus. Yeah. Very few people have. Um, so we're in the adjust and prepare phase, um, which is pretty significant. Um, this will change as assuming that the cases will increase in our county and we're more yeah. touched, you know, directly by the virus itself. So huge adjustment, huge fear. So for the, well, I'd say the people dealing with this usually, but for really everyone, how, what's the best way for us to, to deal with this? What are, what are the, the best skills to try to have as, all of this is going on. Any and all? <laughs> um, so uh, there's definitely some things that can be helpful. There's definitely some things that um, are not going to be helpful. So, um, you know, one way 
to look at this. There's many ways, I believe, but one way is um, something we use in the field called resourcing. Um, okay. And that's good for any challenge that we come up against is what are our resources to, at our disposal. So those can be categorized uh, interpersonal, in other words, my relationships with others, intrapersonal, what is true about myself, and transpersonal, which is a relationship to a higher power or a higher being or collective. Um, and so uh, we want to tap into any and all of our own, you know, sense of resilience, sense of strength, sense of purpose, sense of uh, intuitiveness, anything within ourselves that we've already developed, we're gonna need more of. Yeah. Our healthy relationships, the people that support us, the people that are positive influences in our lives, we need to develop and reach out to those people. And then any degree of faith that we may have, if there's never a time for faith, I think it's now. Whatever your faith may be, or whatever your sense of place in the world. Um, and, you know, something that I've just kind of been saying is dig in. Dig in and yeah. dig, deep. dig in and dig deep. Um, if I could branch off a tiny bit, you know, for me, it's something that I turn to a lot is my history of having been an athlete and how, you know, it, it's not just for athletes, but if you've ever been in a situation where you've had to pull from deep place within you in the past, all of those skills that you've developed in the past transfer and are useful in a time like this. So, so when it, we were talking a little bit about coping skills, but some of the people who are listening to this, I mean, they might be like me. They're, they're used to going around and being around people, having their routine during the day, having, you know, just things they're used to doing. And, and now that's been replaced by, they're ordered by the governor as of yesterday to stay at home. They can't go do a lot of the things they used to do. They might be used to, you know, being around colleagues all day in an office. And now, you know, that's gone. Their children might be at least like mine running all over the place um, behind them as they're, they're trying to work and their partners there uh, possibly doing the same thing with, with their work. It's, you know, a lot going on, I, I think for maybe, maybe this is just a question for me, but what, what are some of the practical things that people, you know, can be doing, you know, in, in their home right, right now to, to deal with all this stuff? Great question. Um, and I, I honestly think the, the, the answers are endless. I mean, I, I can think of a lot of different things, but one, um, you know, we talk a lot about self-care in our field. There's never been a greater time to have self-care than right now. Because if we're not taking care of ourselves, our physical, emotional, spiritual, social, intellectual selves, this pandemic is so yeah. monumental, it will find the cracks in our armor and we'll expose them. So if now more than ever, we need to build up our self-care. So what does that look like? Well, we, people talk about this all the time, but now it's more, it's even more important. Take care of yourself. Everyone's routines have been disrupted. Find a new routine, find a new normal. Um, 
get, stay with your normal bedtime, stay with your normal wake time, stay with your normal routines with your kids, stay with your normal work routine. Um, our ability to, um, to take care of ourselves in terms of our exercise, gyms are closed, dance classes are closed, you know, these th things are closed. So find a new normal, exercise in your home, get on the video, look for ways to take a class online. There's yoga classes, Zumba classes, dance classes, gym classes. You can work out your body on your own. Find yeah. it on video, find ways to socialize. Lots of people are getting together through Zoom. Reach out to your friends. I've never seen more friends on Facebook than I have in the last week. People are yeah. jumping back on because we're trying to connect. Um, so reach out to your old friends, reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while. Um, uh, to th guard what's going in your mind. This is huge because there's so much information that made, there's factual information and there's a lot of speculative information and the speculative information is often what's plastered in the news or yeah out there and too much of that can really rev up panic, fear. And when we're revved up with panic and fear, we tend to make decisions that are not good for us. So we've got to keep positive messaging in our brains, whether it's what we read, what we listen to, who we're talking to. There are people in our lives that may be encouraging and affirming, and there may be people in our lives that are sky is falling. Yeah and the negative Nancy, we've got to learn how to limit our interactions with those people. Um, and there's a lot that can be done around the home. How many closets have been sitting around waiting to get decluttered <laughs> for the last five years? Uh, how many um, cooking recipes have you been wanting to try in the last you know, five years? Um, do you have some home decorating? Have you been needing to paint something? Um, there's lots in your home that chances are has been waiting to get uh, taken care of. Um, and then of course, you know, what's really important is just reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. The big challenge between this, pan this crisis and so many others is the isolation that accompanies it. Yeah. And we need uh, to we need to take care of ourselves so that we can be available to be there for others. There are so many people that either need our help now or they're going to need it. And so take care of yourself, be available, be a resource, look for people that you can help. Someone said to me about a week ago, he, he can't work at home and he's like, well, it's time for me to go be bored. I don't see a reason to be bored right now. There is something that can be done. Pets need to be adopted. There's so yeah. many pets. That is a great way to cope with loneliness, is having a pet. They don't have to social distance. Mine crawls all over me, so. That kind of is nice. Um, and there's so many other things uh, that we that we need to do to take care of ourselves. Um, and just remember, we're not alone. This will end. Humans are resilient. We will come together. Yes, our lives will be changed. There are good things that are going to come out of this. Yeah. We're going to find good habits. We're going to find good relationships. A lot of people are. Um, 
resolving issues in their home because now they have to. Yeah. Um, and I've been very thankful to be able to facilitate some of that. Um, they've learned to work through their differences. Um, a lot of good's going to come out of this. A lot of tragedy is also coming out of this, but it's not one sided. And from a mental health perspective, we need to focus on, we don't want to deny reality, but we also yeah. need to make sure that we're remembering what is good and positive to maintain hope. And that is what I think is the best thing that we can offer people is where can we find hope? It sounds like a lot of what you're saying is it's, it's, it's really is, it's all how somebody wants to choose how to look about this. If you want to, you know, sit in your house and isolate, you know, yourself from people and, and, you know, continue watching, you know, the net network news and just, just do, just do that. Well, I mean, you can choose to do that, but there's, there's a, a lot of things you can also choose to do right now that number one, you, you might actually enjoy doing, um, but number two, might help enrich the lives of not just you, but also of other people, which might kind of create for yourself a little bit of a positive you know, feedback loop and really maybe help make your life better, you know, not just while this is going on, but, but afterwards. And you can just choose which way you want to go, but it's, there's a lot to come from choosing the positive, it sounds like, from what you're telling me. Yeah, there's, there's so many options and no one can choose for us but us. And this may, there may not have been a more global opportunity and challenge for each of us as individuals on the choices that we make. What are we choosing? Because what we choose today will bear fruit down the road in terms of are we gonna be resilient are we going to make it? Are we going to have enriched relationships? Are we going to make um, make lemonade out of lemons? Or are we going to choose something that's unhealthy? I think that'll be a good, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was going to kind of segment out in that, you know, another piece of something that's happening is, you know, people that Clearly, people that already had substance issues are worse. People that didn't have substance issues are starting to have them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've, I've got some concerns about poor coping skills that people are res resorting to. Um, and if I would just say to anyone that's experiencing that, whether there's a lot of anger, a lot of loneliness, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of compulsive behavior, over drinking, you know, whatever, just please reach out for help. If there was ever a time that stigma needs to be tossed out the window, it's yeah. now, you know, as a therapist, one of our barriers to giving help to people is stigma. So we're fighting an invisible enemy too, in terms of, um, um, you know, what prevents people from getting the help. Mm -hmm. There is no room for stigma right now, none. None. Everyone is affected. Many people are going to feel a sense of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms. Get help. Don't make a bad situation worse by choosing to um, engage in coping mechanisms, which are really harmful mechanisms.
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's important. And I mean, I've been just uh, from this, I guess, virtual law practice I seem to have right now, um, two calls today that dealt with people dealing with uh, pretty much that kind of thing, falling back um, on an old crutch, uh, so to speak. Um, and it's, it's, it's real stuff. And it's, you know, it's difficult as that can be to, to deal with and talk about. You can also choose to try to find another way to cope that's more healthy, I, I think, and much more positive. And I think probably both of us would love to see, you know, more people um, doing that. And it, it is a choice. Everybody has a choice in it and uh, they get to make it. It's uh, just, uh, I would urge everybody to, to try to make the more positive choices that are going to help you um, not only through this, but down the road too. Yeah. Ask for help. Ask for help. Just ask. It's there. Um, People are there. And I, and I, I think um, just on that note, uh, you, you and I were talking before I didn't quite realize uh, the extent of it, but um, even with your practice, I believe you don't actually have to be in the office. Um, you can get, you know, you, your team, other, other people in your field to help you just like we're talking right now, maybe a little more secure. I mean, isn't that the case? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're in a place for the most part of triaging. Everyone's making an adjustment. So nearly every time I'm meeting with someone, it's like, so tell me about your week. <laughs> what adjustments <laughs> have you made? And they'll talk about, you know, you know, I've got clients that are in high school that, are in school and now they're dealing with their parents and you know the challenge is there or someone you know was supposed to go to college and now that's on the back burner or mm -hmm. got a couple that wasn't getting along and now they're you know having to make all these adjustments so it's it's a week to week to week let's just update me on you know tell me what's up how's it affecting you and let's find some practical solutions that you can put in place so you can make it to the next week. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, since I have uh, my wife and I, uh, we're both lawyers together, uh, but we're both parents together too. And we have our, uh -huh. our, our, our kids running around because uh, there's nowhere, nowhere for them <laughs> to go. So. <laughs> But I, I think so far during the, the pandemic um, and combined with the before, I've seen uh, Frozen 2 about 20 times now. And uh, one of the little characters um, always says, well, we have to just do the next right thing when you don't know what to do. And um, I, it's probably a lot to be, be said for that right now uh, because uh, it's none of us are exactly trained um, for what's going on here at at this magnitude. Mm -mm. No. So when you're, you're a therapist, I'm a divorce lawyer right now, hopefully people are not thinking of me and they're instead thinking um, about how to make uh, the, their situation better uh, while um, staying together. And just from your perspective uh, for, for you and your team and, and others in your profession, uh, how do therapists help people deal with everything that's happening right now? What, what do you all actually do to make this stuff better or at least easier? <laughs> um, that's a really good I know you have the magic button, but. Zero. <laughs> Zero. That's the big myth. We don't have the magic button or the magic wand. Um, so 
what we can do is what we are what we do every day so this is so helping people cope with crises with challenges with traumas is what we're trained to do it's what we've been doing what's unique here is that um we are going through the trauma if you will or the crisis at the exact same time yeah so um and we can talk more about that at another time but essentially uh you know we're, we're triaging basically so we're um hearing you know client calls you know tell me what's going on what are you experiencing we know that people are having to make a lot of adjustments you know tell me what those are and we try to help we try to understand how they're feeling like how they're being impacted emotionally and so part of what we do is just provide validation and just soothing and normalize their experience what you're going through is normal it makes sense to me that you would feel that way i could understand your fear and then we help them um find solutions and so yeah. right now it's more about finding a solution in the here and now like what do you need to do like let's find some actionable steps that'll help you make this adjustment better we're not doing a lot of family of origin work right now you know yeah. i can come later but let's find some actionable steps and we talked about resourcing you know let's find out what your resources are what have you done in the past that's been helpful who do you know that's coping with this or who can you reach out to you know what are your beliefs about this situation yeah. like, do you have a faith in place so we just hear and then validate and then help them find what they are doing that's well and help them access how they can get things in place that are not there already makes a lot of sense and um, I've had the pleasure, um, I, th I think a few times now, of seeing your office there in Palm Beach Gardens, and it's it's super cool, totally unique, and an awesome place <laughs> to be. Uh, we were supposed to be doing this in there, uh, in your office right now. Instead, I saw, you know, we, we got backgrounds. In my case, it's a fake background. I'm not sitting wherever this high rise is right now. If you could only see what's actually <laughs> behind me, it'd be pretty amusing. Um, but obviously, you know, people are going to be less inclined to travel to your office right now. Um, you know, can, uh, there's been a lot on the news about you know, what's happening with doctors and hospitals and teledoc and all, all of that. But I mean, is there an equivalent for, you know, therapy with your, your practice? Can you, can you do this stuff without being in the office with people? Yes. Um, yes. It's called telehealth. Okay. And um, it's been around for a few years now. Um, we actually implemented uh, telehealth as a feature into our practice a year ago. So we've been doing this for a year already. Um, and uh, it obviously is what we're doing right now. You know, you're on a screen, I'm on a screen, we're in two different places, but we're able to communicate in real time. Um, it Telehealth needs to be HIPAA compliant. So yeah. the platform that people use for telehealth uh, should meet certain HIPAA standards. Um, and uh, the research shows that it often is, can be as effective as in-person counseling. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, the good thing is, is that the, the, uh, 
the software or the, the technology was already in place to, for therapists to be able to, to continue with services. So there doesn't need to be a break. Okay. And yeah, I noticed just as we were setting all this up, uh, you seem to have no problem getting on with uh, the, the video, whereas it took me 10 minutes from my end to, to, to get it set up. Um, I guess the law has not quite caught up um, with uh, zooming around, but I, I think we're about there now. So when for the people who are listening to this and really identifying with what you're saying and think that um, you might be able to help them um, maybe for a moment talk about the scope of your practice who you know you're licensed to, to help and how people might go about getting in touch with uh, you and your team to uh, take the next step and uh, maybe uh, get a little bit of assistance and boost in dealing with what's going on sure thanks um, so we are um, like I said four psychotherapists um, we are licensed to treat anyone in the entire state of Florida from Pensacola to Key West. Um, and so telehealth makes that easy to do. Uh, the way to get in touch with us is um, you can call from phone, 561-463-3078. You can email me, info at soulspringflorida.com. Or you can go to our website, www.soulspringflorida.com. We're also on Instagram. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, and Facebook. So both Soul Spring Counseling. All right. Um, well, everyone, uh, my name is Christopher Bruce. I'm part of the Bruce Law Firm in West Palm Beach in Wellington, Florida. And it's uh, been an absolute pleasure to be joined by Wynn Stallings, uh, who's a therapist with Soul Spring Counseling in, in Palm Beach uh, County, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, but also statewide um, through the telehealth uh, system. And uh, just thank you, Wynn, for getting on here and talking about this very timely topic. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your practice to uh, do this here.